It's kind of like helping a relative, you know, who's trying to figure out a problem with their Windows computer or something. It's easier sometimes just to log in and take over for them, right? Well, that's actually one thing that I cannot do. I cannot press any buttons for them because that is a liability issue. If they say, for example, say someone was planting near toward, uh, right next to a ditch and I accidentally hit the shift button and shift them over uh, 10 feet and then drive the tractor in the ditch, that's uh, that, could, that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bernard Braymeyer, and I'm currently employed at AHW in sales, and I also farm with my father-in-law in the Plotville area. Brennan, you, you, you farm with your father-in-law. How does that work out? Very good. Me and my father-in-law get together great and get along great. And uh, basically, he's been farming for probably over 10 years now, and I help uh help uh, run equipment and uh, on the farm whenever I can. Okay. So he's been farming 10 years and you've been working with him for less than 10 years. Were you in in ag prior to um, marrying his daughter or is this something that you married into? So I was in farming a little bit. My uh, great grandpa used to farm a little bit around the flop area and, and me and my dad helped him out. And um, when he kind of passed away, they kind of, um, dissolved the farm, I would say, and uh, wasn't farming there for a while. And then when I married Carly, I started up again with my father-in-law, Neil. Gotcha. So AHW, for those who don't know, uh, share what AHW is. So AHW stands for Aaron's Hogan Walker. Um, it used to, we combined, it used to be Aaron's brothers, and then they combined with um, Hogan Walker dealership. Oh, that's been several years ago. And um, we are a, a John Deere equipment dealer that serves the East Central Illinois area. So right now, be honest, right now, are you drinking out of a John Deere mug? Do you have a John Deere shirt on? How much green right now is in your environment where you are? Uh, there's a lot of green in my environment. <laughs> <laughs> Almost more than I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So I wanted to talk because I love, I love as, as listeners know, have known for years on my radio show and now on the podcast, I just love technology. I'm a geek. And um, it's, you know part of the reason I do the podcast is because there's technology involved in this in, in addition to the interviews. But I was talking to uh, the folks over at the Champaign County Farm Bureau, and I said, I want, I'd like to talk to somebody there or somebody in our farming community who knows about current technology and what's, you know, what's coming down the pike. And, and your name came up. How far are we away from you guys using an iPad, you're sitting in the office drinking your coffee, and the planners are doing everything. They're just going back and forth, and they're giving you the data. And how far are we from that? Oh, Steve, I would have to say, well, I'll put it this way: currently, the we have the technology for the planter to be able to plant on its own. Um, while, in, uh, what I mean by plant on its own. Um, pick up a line, pick up an AV line, drive itself, turn itself around, raise an order planner, and do all that. But you have to have an operator in the seat to do it. Um, as far as being uh, strictly 100% uh, autonomous, uh, I would say it's another five to ten years out. If I if I had a guess, you know, we've been hearing about autonomous cars, you know, the 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 Teslas and all of that, and, and autonomous FedEx deliveries, and and I just saw an article the other day that said. 
all these people that keep saying autonomous cars, you're going to get in your car and you're going to be driven to work on that 30 minute commute. You're going to be able to read a book and, and all this other stuff. They are, they, the, the, this one expert said, we are decades away from that because the technology isn't there. But um, there's probably something very special about being in the planter or ble- being in the harvester. I mean, that a lot of farmers wouldn't want to give up anyway, right? Exactly. And the, uh, part of, I mean, the guys take a lot of pride in when they're sitting in that tractor and they're putting the crop in and taking the crop out. You know, GPS obviously plays a big part now. Are you able to, down to, say, the acre or even the the yard, I don't know, tell the planter to plant or to fertilize in such a way that is tailor-made for a specific or very specific parts of your fields based on, you know, moisture and soil type? I mean, how technologically advanced has it gotten where it's just adjusting on the fly? So as far as adjusting on the fly, as far as the moisture goes, as far as when we plant um, there, I think Precision actually has something where you can have a seed firmer that detects the moisture. And I, I'm not sure if it could change the, the seed rate or not, um, but as far as, I mean, what we have now, um, as far as changing on the fly, we have what's called um, prescriptions and a farmer can go into a certain software. They can write a prescription for planting based or spraying based off yield data, soil types. As far as spraying goes, you can have the sprayer spray different rates depending on the amount of seed you have per population. Um, but we don't have anything where it's actually sensing in the field and changing on the fly. Just in your short time as a farmer, how has technology changed? Oh, man. I, I So when I started with AHW, um, the, the greatest thing was the the, basically the 2600 and the 3000 globe and now in the short five years we've had two more screens come out and the new receiver come out and another one coming out you know we had ground drive planters that could only plant one population and you had to get out and change it now we have planters that you can get you can from the screen you can program individual rows to plant different populations so, I mean, it's changed a ton. And so now you've got gobs of data that's coming in. Talk about the kind of data that you have now that maybe wasn't available even 10 years ago that you can bring up on your smartphone or your iPad pretty quickly once it gets thrown up into the cloud and comes back down to you. Yeah. So we've evolved to going into this platform called My John Deere. And for My John Deere, when the machine enters and exits the field, once you exit the field, the data is sent to the cloud and is available to you in a matter of 30 minutes. And it will tell you, I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of stick on planting here. It'll tell you the average speed the planter went. It'll tell you the average seeds per acre. It'll map the population for you. It will be able to show you individual row seed population. It will show you um, different soil types and where, that were, and where they were planted on. There, there's a ton of information there. Give me an example of a, even one sliver of data that has really kind of changed the game for agriculture that, you know, farmers maybe didn't have 10 years ago. Something that they can bring up, if there is something, that they can bring up on their smartphone and go, okay, I see what we did here. So tomorrow when we wake up, we're going to do this instead based on the data that I'm looking at. I would say over the year comparison, it would be, so a guy might say, okay, I planted 36,000 seeds per acre on a field that has separate different soil types and he might say i I shouldn't say tomorrow but next year you know thirty-six thousand didn't do good in this bad soil type so next year i'm going to do a variable rate technology and i'm going to plant less on my soil types that don't do as well and more on my more population on my soil that does better gotcha 
that's a that's a, that's a sliver of data that I guess a lot of guys are moving towards. Well, let's talk about that. So somebody comes in to buy a new piece of equipment. Um, there's probably some sort of a training session involved, right? I mean, when they take delivery, you're probably going to spend part of a day with them on the farm to kind of explain everything, if not if not a day, more than a day, right? Yeah, it's it, you know we we do have some training that we that we have on through AHW. I always tell farmers, I said I could tell you everything right here, right now, and I said you'll probably retain probably five percent of it. It's 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 got it's got to be you getting into the program or the screen and poking around and figuring out how how it works. And I said you, you can't. It's really it's really hard to mess it up without it alerting you that something's wrong. So I mean that by going in and poking around and thinking for yourself, you you will catch on a lot faster. I know uh, that's kind of how it is with like a new car because uh, I have this. My mom has had this minivan for a few years, and my sister texted me a couple of months ago and and said, "Mom just discovered she has remote start on her minivan. She never knew she had remote start." <laughs> and, and that's kind of, you know, when you get a new car or a new combine or whatever, it's like, "Okay, how do I turn it on?" Okay, now I know it's okay. How do I back it up? How do I turn on the air conditioning? And so you 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 know, slowly learn, you you get the basics down, like you said, the 5% and they go and then you go from there. So when a farmer's done at the end of the day, do you encourage them as somebody who not only sells the equipment and is training them on it, but also you're farming yourself? Do you encourage them to look at the data day in and day out? I mean, is it really that important? Because your you, your planting's kind of already set. Yep, I would say uh, during planting season, um, they may look at the data when they get a rain day or something. Once they plant it, they planted it. You know, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get any mind kind of blowing information right then and there. Now, come harvest time, that's a whole different story. I'd say a farmer looks at my John Deere on their iPad and iPhone about every night to see where the yield, where how the yield was. You know, if they did variable rate, you know, how did it do over here? How did it do over here? You know, they may compare yield by soil types. We have something that's called Ultimate Machine Data Analyzer, and we can actually go and look at the combine and the tractor and see how, uh, how long was the combine sitting full or how long was the combine, um, how fast was the combine, or how many loads did it do? And then we, you can almost make a business decision on, do I need another combine or do I need another semi to keep up? Basically, we have cell phones now is what it comes down to in these tractors and these newer combines. We are able to pull all of this data. I mean, if a farmer is going through the field and he had – we call them alerts or codes that come up. If he had a red code, our service manager gets that probably within five minutes. And we're calling the guy saying, hey, we see you got a, a red code fired off in your combine. You need to stop. And we need to send a technician out there to look at it. And, and I mean, there is there is probably not many farmers these days who are not taking advantage of that. Unless you have a combine that's older. I mean, when you buy one, you probably want that. Yes, it's good for the farmer because we see the problem and we could call them and say, hey, we need to get a tech out there. Um, and it's also good on John Deere's side because as we get this information, we could say, okay, we've had this code fired off, you know, on so many tractors and nobody did anything about it. Well, it led to this happening. So we're able to kind of, you know, see what will happen if you keep going after you get an alert, you don't do nothing about it. Yeah, and as a technician's on his way out to the field, he can swing by and pick up lunch for everybody, right? Since the <laughs> yeah, exactly parts and lunch. That's right. So the stuff that's on the fields, or was on the fields in the spring, and will be in the fields in fall. When was that first on the drawing board? 
at, at John Deere, for example, and I assume it's similar with the other manufacturers, but how, like, like what they're designing today will be in the fields when? So it all depends. When I was, I worked for actually John Deere before I worked for AHW and some of like the technology on the combines. And that was back, this was back in 13 and 14. Some of the combine technology that I messed with over there has just came out this year. So over t- some of the technologies over 10 years, um, software, software comes out uh, bi-yearly. So we'll get a software update for uh, GPS screens and receivers and right before planting and right before harvest. So they're, they're pretty quick. So whenever I'm working on my computers and doing updates on mine, I try not to have any big projects scheduled for the day or the next couple of days, just in case, you know, uh, Apple takes over my system and something crashes and, you know, I've got to revert back. Do you guys, when you're getting ready to do operating system updates on the on the tractors, on the farm equipment, do you kind of let the farmers know in advance, okay, this is going to be coming down, so don't have anything major planned for the next couple of days? Because otherwise, you're going to be getting tech support calls at AHW, right? We John Deere is usually pretty good about when they come out with their software. As far as, you know, not updating somebody or waiting we usually try to update everybody because usually John is pretty good about fixing bugs. If there is a problem, it's as simple as me getting on my computer and logging into their screen and reverting back to the old software. And probably takes about 10 minutes or something like that. So you, I mean, you guys are very much connected to the farmer's machinery as much as they allow, I suppose. I mean, I mean, so you can, you can, you know, probably log in from the from the front seat of your truck on your iPad or something and go, okay, we see what the issue is here. We'll be right over. Oh, I don't know how many times. I mean, that, it's that, I mean, that to piece of technology is priceless because I get so many phone calls and it's so easy to log into someone's screen and say, okay, here's what's wrong. Press this button, press that button. Because it's hard when you can't see the screen yourself because you're trying to think of it in your head and you're trying to direct them where to press the button and they're they're kind of confused and they're pressing the wrong button and then we're down a whole different path that we shouldn't be down. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's priceless to be able to log into their screen and walk them through step by step how to fix stuff. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's probably easier to say you know to say uh, you know what just t- take your hands off the screen. I'll take it from here remotely and and do all of this stuff. It's kind of like helping a relative you know who's trying to figure out a problem with their Windows computer. Or something something, you know, it's easier sometimes just to log in and, and take over for them, right? Well, that's actually one thing that I cannot do. I cannot press any buttons for them because that is a liability issue. If they say, for example, say someone was planting near uh, right next to a ditch and I accidentally hit the shift button and shift them over, uh, 10 feet and then drives a tractor in the ditch. That's uh, that, that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, I can't, I can't drive yet. But then that's when you would send out the big giant drones that are GPS enabled, and they would lift it out and put it back on the field, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's uh, real before I let you go. Um, uh, COVID obviously uh, just messed up pretty much every business in one way or another. Talk about as a farmer and somebody who also sells the equipment and supports it. Did did COVID and the shutdowns and all that, did that really affect ag, just like day-to-day getting work done? Was there much of an effect for the typical farmer? As far as, as day-to-day getting work done, uh, no. There's always something to do on the farm. It was kind of hard to get chemical. That was hard to get. Seed wasn't an issue. Equipment was is starting to become an issue, or and now it is an issue. We're just now seeing the effects because 
our farm just ordered a new screen and a new globe for our uh, tractor, and we ordered it back in January, and we're not going to see it until 2022 because the factory can't get touch screens for the screens and the chips for the globe or the receivers. And on the equipment side, too, um, if you're ordering a tractor or a four-wheel drive, you're probably not going to see it until after next spring. And I, the planners, John Deere, has not e- – we've had so many orders go in or people ordering planners that they don't even know when they're going to get them. They usually have a date within the first two hours. We don't, and some of these we've had, went two weeks without dates on them. We were two months out on wiring harness, wiring harnesses because we couldn't get the connectors to finish the harness off. And uh, how many? You got to think how many of those are on tractors? Wow! And combines. So it's the little, it's the little things that are really slowing us down. Interesting. So when do you? I mean, when do you think everything's going to kind of smooth out? Not only with parts, but also new equipment, and probably even the. I'm sure the uh, the secondary market, you know, like the used equipment market, has gone bonkers as well. Because if you want something new and you can't get it, and it's like, well, I'll buy something that's two or three years old. When do you think everything's going to even out? Like sometime in 2022. I I think so. I think by the end of 2022, we should be back to normal. Well, that's that's my hope. <laughs> so that would be awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for uh, for hopping on with me and talking a little bit about farm technology. I really appreciate it. Listen, have a safe summer and uh, safe harvest when it comes. And thanks for hopping on with me. I appreciate it, Brandon. No problem. Thanks, Steve. All right, that's the show. If you have a comment or question, my email is in the show notes of your podcast app. You can also visit the contact link at Holstein.co. If you are listening in an app and you haven't already, please press the subscribe or follow button so each episode is downloaded automatically to your device. And if you listen in Apple Podcasts and you like what I do, be sure to leave a five-star review for me. All right, that's it. I'm Steve. This was the Holstein Company Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and I'll see you around town.